0: Welcome to the Rise and Shine podcast series with Diane McKendrick, where we discuss filling your cup, embracing financial abundance and designing the life of your dreams. Hello, happy people, and welcome to episode number 10 of the Rise and Shine podcast series. Today's topic is about the inner child, and I am so excited to speak to you about this because it's something that comes up for me a lot, not really on the surface though, not in the forefront of my brain. It's this processing, this programming that happens deep down inside of me. That before I had awareness of this, I really had no idea how much impact, how much, uh, what's the right word, the inner child has on your being and how you behave and how you act and the decisions that you make. So today, welcome. I'm very excited. I'm going to take you deep into the inner child, your inner child. We each all have an inner child within us. Uh, Most of us listening to this podcast are adults in an adult body. Um, But through my research and through my discoveries and understanding, we are in an adult body. But quite often what happens is the processing, the programming, what's going on on the inside of us is very young. It's the decisions that we make, the things that we choose to do or not to do, the tantrums that we have, the arguments that we have, quite often comes from this little girl or this little boy inside of us that at some stage of their life, between usually the ages one to seven, felt extremely unloved, felt extremely unsure or uncertain. And unless we've sort of understood that and gone back and healed the wounds of the past, regularly what will happen is we will behave in a certain way has this ever happened to you someone's saying something to you or you're doing something with someone and you just have a massive outburst like it might be an argument it might be that you avoid people it might be that you say something that you didn't mean to say and then after the fact when you sit down you just think to yourself oh my gosh where did that come from? That was totally uncalled for. It was a total outburst. And it's so out of character for me to behave or act or say those things. Well, that's giving you a little bit of an insight, a little bit of connection to your inner child. So my belief is, each, each of us, our adult body, is a little child inside of us just wanting to be loved, wanting to be seen, wanting to be understood, wanting to be held and needed. And quite often, from that age, one to seven years old, so when you're at the age one to seven, you don't have a filter. Everything you hear becomes your truth. So if that little person, that little child, the little child you had uh, created a belief system or an idea or heard something or saw something that entered into the brain or into their being, it becomes their truth. So that's why so many of us now find it really difficult to make really deep-seated changes because the belief system has been set from that age one to seven. I'm going to share a little story with you here that when I, when I sort of witnessed this and understood this, it completely changed my interpretation and my understanding of the inner child and how important that relationship between you, your adult self in your physical body and that little person inside of you, how important that really is. So I was working with a client one day back when I used to do a lot of one-on-ones fully booked back-to-back-to-back to back to back working with people and I was noticing a trend for people. I use this one example in particular because it really is significantly shows you what happens. So this little person, uh, little baby, we regressed them. and They were nine months old. They came into my office now with abandonment issues. They couldn't hold down a relationship. They'd get itchy feet. They'd get frustrated. And it was just the same pattern and the same process over and over and over again. So they came to me and they were in pain. And they're like, I can't get a relationship. When I do, I self-sabotage it. And I just don't know why. I feel they were in like physical pain because of this. It was really literally breaking their heart. So we do a little bit of a work around it. And then, you know, I was learning about the inner child going through my own processes and what had happened for this person, we regressed them back to their inner child. When they were nine months old, they were sitting on the mat playing with their mum and their mum was very attentive and very soft and very nurturing, an amazing mum. And still to this day, they still had a good relationship, which is why on the surface, this person in particular couldn't make sense of having relationship issues. this person's relationship with their mum was rock solid this person's relationship with their dad was rock solid this person's relationship with their mum and dad was rock solid and the mum and dad's relationship was also very harmonious and loving so when they come in here and said you know all this and we were just unraveling it unpacking it pulling apart um, i'd been through my own processes and learnings and research and discoveries with the inner child and i said okay Let's take you back. Let's take you back to your childhood, to a memory perhaps where you felt abandoned or you felt unloved. And in the in the front part of the brain, saying that to the person, they were like, "Mm, "No, it's not that. We there's nothing there." And it took a little bit of time, a few sessions, to get them back. But what had happened is um, they were sitting on the mat. Their mum was very attentive, very nurturing, and they felt fully seen and loved as a nine-month-old baby. And then the next thing they realised is their mum stood up and went. And to that nine-month-old baby, the truth was in that moment that they were having this beautiful, lovely connection and the mum just left. And this child felt abandoned sitting there on the mat and didn't know when the mum was going to come back and had a trauma response. So a trauma response doesn't have to actually mean that you've been through a really awful, terrible act or traumatic event. It's all relative. So to this nine-month-old baby sitting on the, on the mat, the mum leaving in that time when they felt like they really needed her, she was having a trauma response. So keep, keep this in mind because like I said, it's all relative and it may, something might sort of spark for you and give you an opportunity to go a little bit deeper. So as we regressed, what happened when, when we looked at the situation and took ourselves out of the nine months old eyes who has no filter and just had the response and reacted to the way that they felt, what had happened was it had started raining. The, you know, the child didn't know this, but from the other side, it had started raining. The mum jumped up, ran out to get the washing because she needed to get the washing off the line. Meanwhile, the baby's inside crying. The mum is having her own response to that because she needs to get the washing off the line before it rains. The mum's running around getting the washing off the line. The baby's sitting on the mat crying. The mum hears the cry. The baby feels the pain. The mum feels the pain. She's getting the washing. Then she looks down at her watch. She's like, oh my gosh, it's you know five ten to five. My husband's gonna be home in, in ten minutes. I haven't got dinner on because I've been sitting on the mat playing with the kid. So now the washing's half wet, the mum's feeling frazzled and stressed. The baby's crying louder on the mat and the mum's got to go in and busily get dinner ready. So the story here is the baby felt abandoned on the mat, but the reality of it, the truth of it was that the mum just had stuff to do, unbeknownst to the mum, because she's just managing and getting by and doing the thing as we do, um... This baby ran a trauma response or this child ran a trauma response. And because it had never been discovered, uncovered, or gone down deep into the subconscious, she couldn't understand why she was having issues in her relationships. So that's just a really good introduction to how something that's so, uh, oh, it's so innocent can happen to you in those younger years that you create a belief system. When we cleared that for her, Um, through the process of regression and hypnotherapy and the things that, that I can do and I can help you with, she literally no longer had abandonment issues. So this is why I wanted to share this story with you initially, because we've all, even if you've had the inverted commas, perfect life, there has been things in your past that you have created belief systems around that are creating your reality today we start to, we'll, what, what often will happen is we'll start to achieve, we'll do really well, we we'll get the relationship, the finances, the business, whatever it is, and we self-sabotage it. And we can sort of go through with a fine-tooth comb, we can dissect it and try and work out why it's happening. But honestly, guys, more often than not, it's because of something that you, happened to you and you perceived in that moment and created a belief system around it as your inner child. So that is why in business, in life, in relationships, you wouldn't usually read about it in the same book, in a child and business or in a child and relationships. But to me, a lot of it goes back to the inner child. So that's what this podcast is about. It's about meeting your inner child. It's about opening the gates to having a really solid connection to the little girl or the little boy within you. And when I feel like we can be that person, that nurturer, that loving person, um, we can be the rock, the solid for ourself, then it is such a more, it's so much more, uh, what's the right word? So much more depth to it. It takes. It's harder to rattle you. It's harder to knock you off center. When you are that person, that adult in your life that you can now 100% wholly and solely rely on to always be there, then it gives you so much freedom. So let's get into it. Let's, let's talk a little bit around uh, your childhood and what you experienced because you're hearing this of a little girl who had the inverted commas, perfect upbringing, the, the attentive, loving mum, the attentive, loving dad. Their relationship was harmonious and she still had relationship issues. So then if we take another child who actually had Um, you know the real trauma on top of that which I know a lot of you have can you see how it might weave in and in and around your life and really hold you stuck So I feel like the first thing that we can do, this is only a half hour podcast, but it's probably going to be one of my favourites because this is one of my favourite topics. And and to be honest, I feel like I got, you know, I get really caught up in the business side of things and the entrepreneur and helping other mums, you know, scale their business in and around their family. But unless we do the foundational work first, what can happen is we get to the top or we get to wherever we're going. And if we don't have that harmonious relationship with the child within us, she will direct you she will tantrum she'll give you the avoiding the cold shoulder she'll she'll direct you so it's really important to go back now heal all those wounds take some moments to really start to look at what is your internal self talk how are you talking to that little girl inside of you you know this self talk and some of you might have heard me say it before we talk to ourselves this is how i used to talk to myself before i learned this i'd walk into a room and it would be like oh you're such an idiot. Why did you wear this? You're so daggy. Everybody else looks so nice. You like, or I would say something to someone and because I had no confidence, I'd be like, oh, you're an idiot. Like I'd say it and I'd smile. But then in, what was happening internally for me was, oh my gosh, why did you say that? You look like such an idiot. I can't believe you said that. Or I would do something around the house and I was like, oh, you dickhead. Why did you do it that way? I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on podcasts, but I'm my own boss and I just did. But anyway, that's what used to really go on in my head. Why did you do that? Why did you say that? You're such an idiot. I would swear at myself. I would chastise myself. I would be rude. I would be disrespectful. When I speak to the people on the outside of me, I'd always be polite. I'd always use my manners. I would always smile. And I caught myself one day and I thought, well, why don't I give myself the same respect? And this is the invitation right now to you. How do you speak to yourself? So what I'm inviting you to do is, when you when you catch that language in your head, speak to yourself the way you would a small child. Correct me if I'm wrong, but nearly every single one of you, when you see a little baby or a little puppy or something like that, you'll be like, "Oh, you're cutest, cutest little thing I've ever seen," and you get a sort of different tone in your voice, and your face goes all funny and. You pull the most funny, weird faces and your voice does these things. You don't even know how to make it do that. But we all start talking in this cute, wee little voice and we, we do baby talk and we want to grab their cheeks and, oh, you're the cutest little thing ever. Next minute, they fart or burp or poo everywhere. And we're like, oh my gosh, that's so cute. You're so cute. You're adorable. Oh my gosh, you're beautiful. Would you say that to an adult that did that in public? So then what happens So invitation number one, watch your language in your head and speak to yourself as a small child. The baby that just comes out, the cutest, sweetest, most innocent, pure little baby, you're not going to go, you're such an idiot you're trying to walk and you fell over you idiot why would you even bother trying don't try again you're only going to fall again what do we do we stand there and we clap our hands and we're like come on you can do it this is it this is you this is the time come to mama walk over to uncle walk over to oh you fell over up you get is this just me or do you guys do this too so this is what you've got to do to yourself you're in business you're in relationships you're doing the thing that voice has got to be as you would speak to a small child so then what happens to us is we go through those infancy those baby years infant years and we move on to the age of three four five maybe and those burps and those farts and pooing down your leg become a little bit more unacceptable in society so there gets a time imagine your little five-year-old girl a couple of years earlier when you were burping It was the most cutest thing ever. And now you're sitting at the table with your parents. Perhaps you've got some family members over. And as a little five or six-year-old girl, you just let out a massive belch, a big burp that you're so proud of because all your conditioning up until now have been when you've burped. And obviously, I'm using this as an example. Oh, my gosh, that was the cutest thing. And everybody giggles and you just can't do anything wrong when you're a baby. And then you five-year-old girl and you're so proud of yourself, you let out this massive, huge burp at the table and your parents look at you in horror, absolute disbelief that you would dare burp at the table. When you've got guests over how dare you and they will either say something or they wouldn't but you can feel this toxic shame you can feel this not good enough you can feel this embarrassment you can feel this rising in yourself but you don't realize it because you're just a five-year-old little girl trying to get attention trying to get love so that's another example how you can go from being a tiny little girl where everything is so cute and bubbly and beautiful and acceptable and then you're five or six and those things that used to be cute are not so cute anymore and you don't really know your place in the world and funnily enough I remember the exact moment because I knew this uh, as my kids were growing up Ross when he turned about four I think it was about that that age I knew because I'd read a couple of books and done a bit of research and I watched him change I watched him change into this sweet bubbly little boy who then had more awareness around his behavior because of the way that adults would treat him would treat him because of it so the reason I'm telling you these stories because I want you to go back through your memory bank I want you to look at those times where perhaps something happened to you, the memories where something's happened to you and you've created a memory about it. I want you to really start speaking softly and gently and nurturing to your inner child. Because honestly, guys, in business and in life, as you grow up and become an adult, there's you're going to have your nearest and dearest and a few close friends, hopefully each of you do, But there's going to be times where there's no one else that can give you the answers. Most of the time, no one else can give you the answers but you. And if you have a wounded little person inside of you, then you're not going to be looking at things with a a practical mind. You're just going to be acting from the wounding all of the time. So here's another thing. Quite often, uh, when you see an adult react I had so much deep, different awareness after I, did, I went through this process myself. Quite often, an adult reacting to something, we're in a human body, we're like in this adult's body, but most of us, unless we've got the awareness or done the work, are reacting from our wounded child. So when an adult sort of lashes out and has a go at you or says something or says something um, inappropriate, it's really their little child that, that hasn't been healed. So we're going to be super gentle, we're going to watch our language, we're going to talk to ourselves, um, super sweet and super nice. We're going to scan back through the memory bank and have a look at you know, moments in time that perhaps you created a belief system or an idea that you weren't good enough or you felt toxically shamed and then you carried that burden subconsciously with you in your gut. Um, because it's, go- it's going to be coming out it's going to be coming out regularly and just having this awareness will be able to help change it. So we got the self-talk. We're going to have the awareness. We're going to scan through the memory bank. The other thing that I would invite you to do is mirror work. So walking up to the mirror, sounds crazy. It's part of my mastermind. We have a whole module on it. Go up to the mirror, look past your pupils and speak to yourself. Let's create this really solid awareness and connection with yourself. And when we can do this, what will happen is you will get so much light thrown upon your life and the way that it is now. Many of us constantly are on this hamster wheel, on this rat, this rat race, trying to make ends meet, trying to make things work. When the real work is going deep within and nurturing and healing the inner child amongst us. You think about it. I had... Um, when Esme was probably three or four, she's nearly six now, I was so stressed out. I had two little kids under five years old and Gus was away a lot. I was running a business, which was just like growing rapidly. I could barely keep up and I wanted to be available there for the kids as well. So I was feeling quite stressed because I breastfed both of them for a couple of years each which takes its toll on your body and you're not getting much sleep at night so I felt like what what was happening for me is getting really tense and I was losing my playfulness and I was losing my fun all the things that just naturally as kids we do so I was losing this playfulness and, and it is in my book and I realized one day well what can I do to bring that back so I stood stood and I, I really observed Esme and how she played and I just started moving my body so therefore connecting into my little girl My little girl that was screaming out for attention and love within me, I just started moving how Esme did. So that helped me connect in with her. What can I do to make you happy today? And she's like, play, be more playful. Just hang out with me. Just have fun. You're so serious all the time. So I watched uh Esme's movements, like miniature movements, and I just started walking behind her and laughing and joking. And little kids, three-year-old, they they kind of jerk when they walk because they're not real steady on their feet. And honestly, the amount of joy I got out of just moving the way that she moved totally changed the trajectory of the rest of my week. It was so incredible and amazing to witness and I felt more connected with Esme. And the other thing here, if you are a parent, if you are in business, one thing can knock us off the, off the center. And it's whatever our kids are going through. If our kids are being charged or challenged or unhealthy or unhappy or having a rough time, that for me is one of the things that can really knock me off the center because I want to be present and be there for them. The other thing that will happen is that your relationship with them will be challenged. So everything for me, it's more so it's more prevalent with Esme because she's a girl and I'm a girl, but I'm noticing at the moments in time that I'm triggered by her behavior. There was a moment also when she was probably about I think she was about 3 or 4, so lots was happening then, and her behavior was triggering the shizzy out of me like everything I said she would say no to it was like she had this vendetta against me in particular her mother And I'm looking around going, is this just me? Because one of these things of motherhood, right, is that a lot of us don't talk about what's really going on behind the scenes and how we're really feeling. And I'm looking around at all these other cutely dressed, perfect little three and four-year-old girls. My little girl wouldn't even let me brush her hair. She wouldn't let me brush her teeth. She's fiercely independent. She's pushing me away. She's arguing with me. And I'm just... I was struggling. I remember at the time I got on and I did a Facebook live and I'm like, please help. Like I've dedicated my life to serving people and help, but I need help right now because people pay me a shit ton of money to tell them what to do and how to live their life. And I would come home and my two kids would walk all over me. And it wasn't until I went in and I did my inner child work for me. I had a belief system come up or something happened to me when I was three or four years old, and because Esme was turning that age, three or four, on a on a granular level, what was happening for me is that I was reliving my trauma, or relative trauma, as a three or four year old. So, parents out there, if your kids are giving you a hard time, look at what their ages are, and I can almost guarantee. That it's giving you an opportunity to go back and reheal or to heal what happened to you at that age. So Esmer's three or four I think she was like three and a half I regressed myself back to those ages and some things. And quite often what we find as well is that it's similar ages for all of us because we go through developmental stages. Usually seven to nine is also another big one that comes up for people. Almost guarantee every time when I was doing one-on-ones, Um, when we regress people back to the pain point to that moment, it nearly was a very similar age for each of them because we're going through developmental stages at different parts of our life. Seven is a huge one because you become aware of your ego at seven and you realize you're separated from your mum. You're not actually the same. And I've just watched it play out with Ross, who's now nearly nine, just watching him become more analytical, question things, have a feel to now. But those ages one to seven, you're like a blank canvas and anything that you hear, see, um, you're exposed to, it becomes your truth. So if you were hearing a lot of you're not good enough, a lot of fights around money, a lot of abandonment, or you perceived it to be that, then that's going to be your life now until we go back and clear it and heal it. So Such an interesting topic, but parents just remember if you've got kids, particularly same sex kids and you're being triggered or their behavior is triggering you, let's not make it about the child. Let's go back. It's a bit like business, right? It's never about, um, the other person. It's about you and how you internalize things and the meaning that you give stuff. So do it with your kids as well. Look, okay, what age are you? Let me remember back to when I was three or four or seven, or maybe you've got a 15-year-old girl and she's given, or boy at the moment, they're giving you the shizzies or really challenging you. Go, okay, let's go back and speak to my 15-year-old. What was I experiencing when I was 15? Perhaps if I could heal that within me, then the way that I'm going to approach My relationship with my 15-year-old would be very different because also what I'm seeing a lot, and this was my experience, was that I was a wounded child um, in terms of having those beliefs and ideas that had happened to me, raising children. And when children raise children, (laughs) shizzy gets scary. What we need um, is some really grounded, nurturing, loving, whole adults raising our children And still to this day with this awareness, I know when I flick back into tantrum mode, when I flick back into uh, my inner child, just having a tantrum and and my kids in particular are the ones that'll trigger it the most in me. And I have this this dialogue in my head where it's like, who is the parent here? Not from an ego place, not from a push place, but hold on a second. I'm the one that sets the boundaries because for a long time, and maybe still a little bit now, I was too soft. I was really soft and they were walking all over me And if you're doing that in your family unit, it's going to be projected over to your business. I work with a lot of business ladies now um, who are balancing and managing and juggling this act of being an amazing mom, partner, and uh, businesswoman. So yeah, if we do it at home, then when we go out, our clients will do the same to us. So it's really important to go within. Let's go back rewind the memory bank heal connect with our inner child speak to her nurturing set some really clear boundaries boundaries is a big one if you know just ask yourself now do you set clear boundaries if you do then from the age one to seven your caregivers your parents your teachers they they set clear boundaries but if they didn't if they had their own abandonment issues or their own um you know, sever with their inner child and they didn't set clear boundaries, you will find it hard to set boundaries now. And if you, as a parent, find it hard to set boundaries, uh, it's not about the other party, it's not about the kids, it's about your kid, your inner child, and going in and teaching her what is safe and acceptable for you right now. So there's some meditations that we can do. There's lots of books that you can read. I'm going to do an extra support webinar on it. So that'll be part of the mastermind. If you want the in-depth, the templates that I use, the meditations that I use um, in connecting with my inner child, all that will be part of the mastermind. And there's just so much information, so many amazing, wonderful books you can read. And it's completely life-changing, but not a topic a lot of people talk about. Because it does sound a little bit woo-woo, I I can agree. I hope that I've had the opportunity here to explain it really clearly. I genuinely hope that you've been able to get some aha moments. And I always choose um, content and topics that just keep giving. Like you'll hear the information now and then you might be driving late and be like, oh, that's what she was talking about. And then as you're drifting off to sleep another time, it's like, oh, that's what she was talking about. All the dots just start to join. So I would love to get your feedback. I'd love to hear your aha moments. Go over there to the Rise and Shine Meetup group on Facebook. Let us know. Feel free also to leave a review here on the podcast. And yeah, it's so good to be able to be here with you, share all this content. Thank you for enjoying episode number 10 with me and I look forward to seeing you all next week. If you have enjoyed listening to this podcast, then you have to come and check out my mastermind. It's my monthly mastermind with Diana Kendrick where you get to spend time with me. I personally guide you through the life-changing strategies and techniques that I have personally used and that have helped thousands of people from all over the world to transform their life and their business. Take action now and visit my website, www.dianemckendrick.com to learn more and start to design the life of your dreams today.